Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskaden coming to you live from North Carolina. And thank each and every one of you from joining in across this nation, across this great land, as we stand on the wall praying for the office of the president. And as this week is uh, a very important week, even though for me here, it'll be a short week, but I wanna give some points for us like yesterday to continue to pray on for the rest of this week and going into next week before the August recess uh, and before even more primaries continue to go forward so that we can understand um, our personal stewardship for the season ahead and for those who will be put in positions of authority in the seasons ahead for them to have uh, a proper plan for stewardship moving forward. And today I have two um, passages of scripture, one in the new and one in the old, in regards to um, giving us a biblical foundation for leaning upon the Lord, for having a plan for ourselves, and praying for those who are in leadership. And the those are in Luke 19 and in Proverbs 3, 5 through 10. And in Luke 19, it's the passage of uh, the 10 talents of Jesus telling the parable to the disciples about um, the usage of money and seeing, you know, who is responsible in this passage um, and going on to talk about uh, he who has more shall be given more. He who has less shall be taken away. And then also in Proverbs 3, 5 through 10, I want to read this one. Uh, I think this, this kind of summarizes that Luke 19 passage there. And it says, in five, starting in verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will guide your path. He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim with new wine. And I think it's a, it's a prime example scripturally for us to remind ourselves of when we put our trust and our faith and our hope in the Lord and shun from evil, how the Lord can guide us to having a, a plan of stewardship to be able to meet our needs in this season that we are currently in, uh, naturally, spiritually, economically, uh, no matter how we look at it. And so prayer point for this coming out of the re- Reordering Our Day book is ask the Lord in this season and today, and hopefully for the rest of this week for a new stewardship plan for this season ahead to guide us to be able to meet our needs, to answer any questions that we may be having from the Lord on how to navigate 
this season that we are in around the world due to some steps being taken by leadership and other leaders around the world. Now, with that, today I want to kind of give a high-level um, things to come, things happening now um, to be aware of and, and to really give us a sober perspective on the events taking place in the world so that as we pray and we seek the Lord for these plans, for steps to take in the seasons ahead to be able to have our needs met and to be able to be a light and to bring peace to those around us and a hope. And we first want to continue to start off in Europe and around the world and understanding the issue at play there. And the first being is that now Russian um, gas company Gazprom is coming out and saying that they are going to cut back, back production on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to a total of 20%. I think it's 33 million um, cubic barrels of um, tons of oil a day uh, that they're going to be pushing through. So that's about 20% of what could be pushed through. Yeah, 33 million cubic metric metrics per, uh, per day. And so it was going to be at 40%. Now it's down to 20%. And they're blaming this on um, some technical issues involved there. Um, and then really what this does is this puts Europe at a extreme disadvantage. And they're already talking about um, somehow uh, pulling back on their subsidies and their, comp- and their sanctions on Russia to kind of ease the pain and, and – help and incentivize Russia to send them more oil at a lower cost as there are rumors of potential shortage of natural gas and oil for the coming winter. And that is that is a, a serious concern for these nations uh, now and in the season ahead, especially for winter as it gets extremely cold um, in majority of Europe during the winter. And, and, and if they're not able to heat their homes and, 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 provide warmth uh, who knows what could could come of this uh, i don't think modern society is, is ready for what could potentially come so something to to be aware of and potential about there then also involved in that is the deal that was made between russia and ukraine of getting grain out of odessa that looks all intents and purposes. Um, everybody's reporting that deal is going forward, even though there were bombings the last uh, couple days on the ports, on military sites in Odessa. There seems to be the good faith to an extent um, playing out of the deal where grain will be na- able to navigate out of the port through uh, mines that are there. Uh, that Russians have planted against Ukrainian um, ships and et cetera and stuff. So uh, potentially seeing some grain being released to the UN to be, be able to get out to the rest of the world. How far does that mean? How much can get out? You know, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered involved in that, but there are some th- good things happening there. Now, um, President Biden yesterday came out and said that he is um, feeling great as far as his symptoms go, his doctors came out and said that and this is from CNN came out and said that hopefully by the end of this week, he should be able to get out of isolation. That would be a good thing. I mean, that way we know, okay, he's out and about, we know who's involved in him. 
Uh, one thing we do know from this report from CNN is that his wife is not with him. He talked about how his dog is having to wake him up. Um, and it's a very limited number of people who are actually around him in the White House. Uh, so what does that mean? What are they trying to do? He's saying he's still continuing to work, um, signing things, doing things, having meetings. Um, again, it, it, it is at what point was he even doing that in the first place? Yet to be determined. So the good thing is is him getting better. And we want to pray for him, him to continually get better. But also to as he's in this state... Um, we want to intercede for a blanket of protection around him while he is in isolation and while recovering so that the staff who is around him doesn't take advantage of him and get him to do things and sign things that are against, number one, the laws of the land, but number two, uh, against the freedoms and, and integrity uh, that this nation was built upon and the foundational principles that we were built upon as well. Now, and interesting news is uh, Nancy Pelosi has discussed a potential this week of her going to Taiwan and China in response. This is from the New York Post, um, kind of digging through a article from the Financial Times of saying that they will escalate warnings and potential military actions if Pelosi were to actually take this trip. Um, she is actually been a strong proponent for Taiwan to make the decision on their own of whether they want to be a part of uh, mainland China or not. Now, on another note is on the same same topic is Mike Pompeo has talked about how, and this is obviously a tweet, whether this will actually be reality or not, but I think this shows where uh, both sides of the party stand on this issue with Pelosi going to, to Taiwan is uh, Mike Pompeo offered to go with her. And there are others who have said she should go, Republicans uh, who have said she, sh she should go. And the reason this is important is Biden and the military are, saying, military are saying she should not go due to the increase in military actions being taken by China towards Taiwan uh, and more so since the um, debacle to say the least, in Afghanistan. And so these are interesting things to pray about. And, and the reason I want to point this out is because Chuck since the 80s, Chuck Pierce since the 80s, has been talking about watch out for China. That the Lord showed him that if the U.S. didn't stand up uh, to China, that China would eventually, if we went down the road that we were on, and we kind of are, would be the world power by 2026. Now, where that timeline stands is we're getting really close to that. Um, and China is at that state of having a monopoly on a lot of the natural resources that uh, people like a Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden want to go towards as far as this whole um, World Economic Forum Build Back Better plan that they have of the Green New Deal, et cetera, and stuff like that. Um, so it's a lot of contradictory, whether she is going to you know stand up for freedom or to get some investment tips. Uh, you could be the judge on that one. But um, I want to state that out there. Now, on some domestic news, and these are things that we really need to pay attention to in the next couple of days. And this is why we really want to pray for the Lord to give us each a stewardship plan for our lives 
um, now and in the days ahead as the president himself. We, we talked about Janet Yellen's response yesterday of dancing around the definition of what it means to be in a recession, and she is even leaving out some facts on some things. Uh, but I digress on that. And President Biden even came out yesterday and says, "Is we're not going to be like just straight. We're not going to be in a, a recession. Not that we are in one or not in one. Is that we're not going down that road. That's not the reality of where we're at." Um, which is very interesting. He was asked this question from Peter Ducey when negotiating or discussing the uh, $52 billion chips deal. There's also another $87 billion um, involved in that deal, which is like pretty preposterous right now, given the fact that we are currently in a recession. We've had two um, consecutive quarters of a negative GDP, uh, real GDP. So and that's always been the definition, and now the, we talked about yesterday, the Biden administration now try to change that. Um, and it's really just uh, semantics, to say the least. And, and if anything you could say is that the original definition of what a recession is, negative two, consecutive two real GDP uh, quarters, um, shows that you're in a recession and then the definition of the um organization that they're saying of what defines uh of the nb national bureau of um economic research of their definition really shows how deep it goes um and, and it really intertwines what it is but i it's a semantics there but i say this to say is, is okay we we see this coming out and tomorrow the reason this is important, the reason this is becoming such an issue is tomorrow that now the next quarter's GDP numbers will come out and big economic numbers will come out tomorrow and later this week. And you're going to have Fed meetings tomorrow and they're going to discuss what to do next. Now, there are rumors from the right and the left um, those who want the Fed to increase rates, those who don't want the Fed to increase rates, that they will at least be doing a 75 basis points rate height increase. And the trickle down of that is that interest rates, in the housing market, car market, uh, credit cards, everything will jump up 1% or 2%. And there's a possibility of an entire percentage point uh, increase from the fed which would be interesting and there are even um there was one uh strategist econo economist who said that the fed should continue hiking aggressively if it wants to get a handle on the inflation problem even if it means speeding up a recession problem and so uh, i i state this is is because a lot and pretty much every step along the way, sometimes some of the Fed and specifically the White House and the Treasury Secretary Jenny Yellen have been completely off base with the reality of informing the American public about the fact that there was a, a recession. The reason it's important is to get people to understand that uh, not only are prices increasing, and but this recession is not just the fact that prices are increasing. It's because there's not enough supply to meet the demand that is there. And so people are spending, but they're spending because the fear of, well, it can only get worse from here in part of that. And you're seeing that. And where's the money that they're coming from and what they're they're spending it on? You know, 
the Biden administration said, well, they're spending it from their savings. Well, they're going to need that savings in the next cu- couple months. And if they're not using savings, they're using credit cards, um, which is only disastrous. And that's what the the numbers are, are, are showing us. So we have this coming tomorrow and later this week. And then over the next week, week and a half, um, you have uh, – and I want to go through some things as I went through yesterday on some bills before the Senate and really go through the landscape of how these bills are going to come about. So you have Chuck Schumer determining what bills are going to come before the Senate for them to pass. We've talked about yesterday um, some Medicaid spending, um, the CHIPS bill, obviously, the same-sex marriage bill, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Well, there's an issue now coming about with the fact that, number one, they're running out of time before the August recess. Then they're with that, they're running out of time before the midterms. Then with that kind of thrown in there is the fact that they need to pass a budget before the end of September. Excuse me. And so they're running out of time um, due to the fact that they're not advancing anything at the lower committee levels um, and anywhere else. Then you add on the fact that um, you have um, – Senate Chair uh, Pat Leahy, who is undergoing a second hip surgery and in recovery, so he'll be out. You have vast number of senators now uh, getting COVID, even though they're vaxxed and triple and quadruple boosted, etc. And then you have some who are being delayed because of storms here on the East Coast, travel plans being delayed, etc. So there's a host of problems coming about, and the good thing with these things are that they're not able to get things done and, and pass continuing to pass stimulus packages. The reality is that the um, same-sex marriage bill act that they're trying to pass might get pushed off. And it's being shown that it is most likely purely political as it looks like Democrats are trying to use this as a campaign point. Um, and the reality is, is that most Americans are looking at the economic numbers. They don't really care about the same-sex marriage bill as in you're looking in this week you know they tried last week to make that the big thing but then as soon as economic numbers uh, have a potential of coming out the shift focuses towards the economy and and something that's kind of been on the back burner is the the crt stuff that parents are not losing focus of um, the media is losing focus of it they're not talking about it but parents as you know we're in summer they're preparing of where to send their kids to school etc stuff like that Parents are very aware and they want to know where politicians stand on this. And as you've seen in Virginia, parents rise up and hardcore uh, Democrats voted Republican because they do not want this progressive ideology uh, being put and forced on kids in in school systems. And and even here in North Carolina is a huge shift towards homeschooling has taken place and across this country as parents are evaluating – what to do with their children. And as you get closer towards midterm, this is going to be a thing. And parents aren't forgetting about it, despite what the mainstream media is doing and all these other bills, these stimulus bills. And so I, I want to continue to pray on this issue. And look, there's ways they're trying to go about it. Do they do it via reconciliation, uh, getting around the GOP filibuster? Chuck Schumer's looking at all this. He's trying to figure out the details. Well, what can we vote um, without a Democratic majority that can get some Republican support? Um, some of this Medicaid spending, uh, the the um, 
prescription drug pricing, get it, getting it down, getting handle on it. And a lot of this is just a forewarning of what's to come, not only in the Senate, in the House. And we have warning about going down this road of this Bernie Sanders agenda. And the reason I, I pull this forward is right now is because Bernie Sanders is leading a lot of these um, negotiations and his team and a lot of the ideas come from his camp and his ideology he represents it and there's more than just him who agree with him and he's he's gotten some democrats and even some republicans to agree with him on a lot of things and so we just want to intercede for both um republican and democratic congressional senate leaders especially in the next week or two as these things try to get crammed down our throat of passing more stimulus uh, to stand against this bernie sanders spending agenda that the lord has shown will cripple the next three to four generations and yesterday we read a quote where Bernie Sanders said he sees it right now as it's crippling this current generation. Well, if what we're doing now is crippling this current generation, what will we doing more of what we're doing now do to the next generations? And then the Lord is showing us it will hurt the next three to four generations if we go down this road that Bernie Sanders wants to go down. And so we want to pray that our leaders have wisdom and, and again, a, a better stewardship plan for the season ahead is uh, these leaders need to wake up and that comes from being involved with them and having a relationship with them and discussing these things um, because they're what they're doing now and looking at now, they need to start looking at the opposite rather than building up the government and pulling back, uh, which is what Joe Manchin is trying to say, a Democrat, um, a very shocking old school Republican ideology thought process there from modern Democrat. Um, so there, there is a process of negotiation that is going to have to continue to go on here and not everybody wants to go down this road even though it kind of seems like it um and mitch mcconnell is blaming democrats but at the end of the day it's kind of his fault that we're down this road because he advanced a lot of these seamless packages in the last year um, by allowing certain votes to happen and, and himself voting for it and so really need to be praying for them and then last thing i want to close out on this is this is actually a good article from it's a commentary from Peter Berkowitz from Real Clear Politics on discussing how – we have prophetic on this. This is why this is important to us here – of how the Biden administration in the White House should consider taking uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken seriously, especially in regards to China. And I go back to this, especially as Nancy Pelosi is considering it's not a definite fact that she will go forward this trip to Taiwan. Um, but – a lot of the things Anthony Blinken in his recent speech towards how the administration needs to consider um, its stance towards China is taken from what former President Trump was proposing and, and advancing. Now, it's not his ideology and his policies that he's trying to advance are not perfect, but they're a step in the right direction as far as even acknowledging that certain partnerships – and certain deals to adhere towards what the Chinese Communist Party wants, not only domestically but internationally, and understanding that the problem with how the international world looks at Russia and China is causing the problems like it is right now, which are supply chain shortages due to COVID and wars and et cetera and stuff like that. And you're seeing this play out. With the war in Ukraine, with the sanctions and COVID and everything where 
China, Russia, and Iran, and other nations are starting to partner and create their own little uh, world sphere. And then you have the rest of the world trying to play nice little politics. And how can we do things, you know, on a global scale and, you know, the global new global world order, et cetera, stuff that people um, talk down upon? I'm not saying I agree with that at all, and I don't. But the point is, is Anthony Blinken is, is pointing out, he's like, look, we need to come up with some policies, not only domestically, but internationally. And, and that's where I disagree with him there, but more so domestically, that advance the sovereignty of our nation. Now, could he be, he, he should also talk about, um, intellectual honesty about the southern border and things like that. And who knows, he may he may want that to be an issue uh, 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 that is dealt with now rather than later. And so we just want to pray for um, Anthony Blinken to have a voice in the White House, especially when it comes to China. And again, he's not perfect. His, his policies that he's pushing forward isn't – they're not perfect, but they're – can lead America and this administration down a road of starting to look at and analyze uh, the relationships that we have with China. Now, with this administration, obviously, there's a reason they're shutting him down uh, because of the relationship that the Biden family uh, and those within the Biden um, administration have with China. And it's interesting to see how Pelosi stands against this administration um, in wanting to stand up for Taiwan and agreeing even with some of Trump's policies. And I think you can even see that shift um, from there with how Trump started to get the Americans to start to understand. And even this chip deal, while it is very um, strong arm deal from uh, these chips com- manufacturing companies to try to get this funding for this uh, being pushed forward, it, it is a step in the right direction because there are some things that do need to be manufactured domestically so that we aren't um, at hand and feet of China uh, from getting stuff out of their ports and out of East Asia, uh, especially for national security reasons and and for supply issues as we're seeing here. So I want to highlight those things this week. I'll, I'll put them out. For some reason, the PowerPoint wasn't showing up on the video. So I'll, I'll put those in the comment sections below. And let, let's focus on these this week because this will be high, highly talked about the rest of this week um, and real key factors within the administration about what to do next in regards to the overall economy, in regards to international relations with the rest of the world as they're kind of on the fence. Um, the administration is split on this. As you're seeing, Secretary Anthony Blinken is saying, hey, we need to stand up to China. Obviously, you have the Biden administration uh, standing up to people like Pelosi saying, don't go over there. Don't don't infuriate China. Um, so you're seeing a split there. They're, they they can a lot of issues go together, the Democratic Party and this administration. But here, I think this is a split. And this is something where, okay, if, if, if the Holy Spirit can come in on this issue and awaken their hearts towards China, what, what else can he awaken? Okay, now they start questioning, okay, what about this? What about this topic? What about et cetera? And the, it can go down, the Holy Spirit can bring them down a list as they start walking down these things and lay down the ideas that they think are 100% correct. And in reality, listening to the Holy Spirit, uh, not only uh, for themselves, but for this nation and, and the decisions and the stances that they are put in charge of making the decisions for. Uh, so I'll close out on that this week. I'll be back next week as we're going on vacation uh, to be with family in, in, in South Florida. And 
during this uh, sabbatical month uh, that I, I had <clears throat> being very facetious there. So um, thank you all for joining with us this month and throughout the rest of this year since we've been doing this. And we'll be back in August after I take a short little break, um, get refreshed and come back ready, um, energized for the um, next season ahead as we, we head towards the midterms. And, and I just want to leave with these points of the Lord has called us to pray for the office of the president, despite who's in the office, praying that they make the decisions that align with what the Lord would want them to make. And if they don't, we want to start praying for the next leaders and other leaders, and even those within in this administration who will be future leaders and advisors for generations to come, to have the fear and wisdom and revelation from the Lord to be able to make decisions that, that align with the Father's heart, not only in their individual lives, but for this nation, which has a destiny of spreading the gospel of the kingdom to the nations. So I'll sign off for the rest of this week, and I'll be back next Wednesday. I got my days mixed up. So I'll be back next Wednesday at catching up on what we've missed and praying, continuing to pray for this administration and the office of the president. So blessings. And I will see you guys later. Have a good one.